Good evening. Today is January 25th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is the uh, Appendix 2, The Spiritual Experience. And tonight's speaker is Melissa B. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for your service. And thanks, Amalia, for your service as well. And Leslie and everyone else doing service in the background. My name is Melissa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, sugar addict, night and emotion eater. And there's a few other behaviors that are coming up now that I'm here that I could also identify with. Um, and I say all of that because you know, it was really important to me when I first got here to, to hear my story. And so, uh, you know, I feel like I belong to a, a few of these, these little groups. And so I say all of that to say, welcome, you know, what, however your disease manifests, you know, however, you know, low or high your bottom is like, welcome. We're so glad you're here. If you're new, if you're, you know, if you're in the food, so glad you're here. Please keep coming back. This program works. Um, so I figured I would, I would qualify just real quick. Uh, I don't have photos. A big part of my, my obsession manifesting was with the scale and with the number on the scale and with that being attached to my self-worth. And so when I came into recovery, I, I made the decision to, to not have the scale be a part of my journey and, that was really important for me. Um, but I can say that, you know, I came into this program in June of 2021. Um, I got abstinent uh, December 1st of 2021. And I've been abstinent since. So that's a little bit over a year. Um, I have, you know, recovered what I had lost, right? Which was my connection to my higher power. It was a community, it was my sanity. Um, you know, today I have a program, um, you know, I have spiritual recovery, which was the first thing for me. Um, I have emotional and mental recovery and I have a bit of physical recovery, you know, um, my body feels different, right? My clothes fit better. Um, and while that, you know, for me, wasn't the number one reason I came into the program, it is you know, a result of, of working the steps and the tools. So, um, you know, for me, I, I have always known, I think, in a sense that I've had a problem with food or that I've, you know, my reactions to food was abnormal. Uh, you know, as a kid, um, you know, food was my friend. I grew up, you know, an overweight kid. So school was not the easiest for me. Um, you know, I was like the smart, chubby, loner kid. And so, you know, food and reading were my best friends. Um, and then as I grew older, my disease manifested as, you know, a substance addiction, right? And I, you know, I stopped having food issues, right? And so I thought, okay, well, I, I'm just a drug addict. I don't have these food problems. And when I came into recovery um, from substances, my issues with food came back with a vengeance and I could no longer stop eating when I wanted to. I could no longer um, control the obsession in my head. And when I came to this program and I heard, you know, the idea of having a physical allergy, 
and, you know, an abnormal reaction to these foods, it really hit home. That's what I have. Right. And so, um, for me, the spiritual experience was a really big part of being here. Um, you know, I said I got here in June and I didn't get abstinent for about six months. And, you know, while I, I don't necessarily recommend that, it's what I needed. You know, we talk about in this program about looking for an easier, softer way. Um, and I did, right? And and I went to big book meetings from the first time I came into the fellowship. You know, they talk about going to six different meetings and um, you know, I think three or four of the ones I picked were the big book, but I just didn't want to look at it. It was so, you know, I was so um against the big book that I, I didn't consider that it would work. Um, and then I met my sponsor and with some misgivings, I consented, which is what the doctor's opinion says. I consented to, to the big book. And when I did, I started to have the spiritual experience that I had been searching for, um, that I could not find in my other fellowship, that I could not reach because I had not, you know, done the steps to the best of my ability. Um, and so, um, you know, my sponsor told me that spiritual recovery is the, 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 the recovery that comes first. And um, for me, that was definitely the case. However, it talks about how in the, uh, the first printing of this book that it gave the impression that, you know, the spiritual experiences that we were supposed to have had to look like the spiritual experience described in, in Bill's story, right? And that was a conception that I had held as well. And so I was really happy to have read this. And I really connected with this, right? With the idea that, yes, those, you know, lightning bolt moments and those, you know, um, extreme, and the, the, the wording is sudden and spectacular, right? These sudden and spectacular upheavals, yes, they could happen, but they didn't necessarily have to, right? Um, you know, I had always, I had never had really one of those moments, you know, I had never, you know, experienced, um, you know, a sudden and profound change like that. And so, you know, in my other fellowship, I really truly um, didn't think I'd had a spiritual experience, right? And, and so um, one of the things I also really love about this text is that it talks about how self-discipline doesn't work, right? Um, yeah, self-discipline doesn't work, right? Because what we are searching for, the solution that we're searching for comes in, in this spiritual experience. And because of that, I can't give it to myself, right? Like there's nothing that I can do other than following these steps to gain a connection with a higher power. You know, that's what, that's what brings me to recovery, right? That's what gives me spiritual experience. There's nothing that I can do personally that will do it, right? Um, and so seeing that and, and, you know, seeing the recovery in all of you um, and seeing a big thing for me too was seeing people come in after me, right? And, and seeing them, you know, get a sponsor, start working the steps and seeing those changes in them um, really made me believe that I could, I could have that as well. Um, I made a bunch of notes and I'm not looking at them at all. Um, 
Yeah. So for me, um, the other thing in here that I wanted to talk about is the, the idea of the educational variety, right? Like they're not light and bolt moments. They're not extreme. The, they're educational because they develop slowly over a period of time, right? And, um, you know, when I talk to my sponsees, I talk to them about how important fellowship is in this program because, you know, I did steps four and five and I was like, okay, I feel, I feel relieved, but I don't feel, you know, that much, but I kept going, right? And same thing with steps six and seven. I felt some relief. I felt some, some weight lifting, but I didn't necessarily see the changes, but I kept doing my outreach calls and I kept talking to you guys and I kept, you know, taking these actions and you guys were like, no, like things are changing. Things are happening for you. You just can't see them. Right. And that had been a thread throughout my whole life. Right. It was that these, spiritual experiences when I look back on it were happening, you know, even in my active addiction, but I couldn't see them because I was too close. It took stepping back and, and looking at them from a distance for me to see, no, there really had been, you know, a profound alteration in, in my reaction to life. Right. Um, and that um, for me, uh, I think is, is the most important spiritual experience, right. Is my, you know, the profound change in how I react to life, right? Um, you know, after doing step 11 properly, you know, and developing this routine, this morning routine, this uh, evening routine, and this, you know, routine of pausing throughout the day, um, what, what the book talks about, you know, that connection getting stronger, it started to happen, right? Um, and I started to, to, you know, not react to life. Right. I was I started to be able to, to step back and, and choose how I respond. Right. And, and I can't do it all the time. Right. And I, I'm not perfect. Right. That's what doing these steps has taught me, too, that like I, I can't be perfect. Right. Because I'm not. God. You know, if I was God, if I was perfect, then I would be. God, right. Um, but it's there when I and if I do the daily work, then it happens. Right. Um, I don't need to acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, right? I just need to, to follow the directions in the book and follow the tools of the program. And I will, I will see my higher power. Um, you know, I, I don't have, <clears throat> I don't have a traditional higher power. I don't, I have my own issues with religion. I grew up, you know, um, in a household where religion was um, not a part of it. You know, both my parents were raised very strictly religious and I was left kind of to my own defenses to figure out what I believed. And, you know, it wasn't until coming to OA that I found what I had been looking for when I went, you know, to church, to church, to church, to different organizations, to, you know, my other 12-step fellowship. I found, you know, the, this community um, of, of God with skin on right? This community of people where when I pick up the phone and I talk to, to any of you, you know, I, I allow an opportunity for my higher power to come in and to see, you know, miraculous changes and to have, you know, these connections that I never thought possible. And that's, you know, because I truly believe that part of my higher power is through all of you. It's through the fellowship, you know, um, the fellowship is a power greater than me, right? And, and one of the most important things that, you know, really solidified that belief was, you know, being reminded, you know, that this fellowship isn't going anywhere, 
you know, I can't be kicked out of this fellowship. You know, the fellowship isn't going to wake up one day and say, you're not good enough. Bye. Right. That's never going to happen. And to know that it gives me that security to, to start to really and truly believe that for my higher power, right. That my higher power will never believe that, you know, that I, I never have to be alone and go through anything alone again. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to look at my notes here. Um, yeah, I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was that um, just like how how this meeting itself um, went a really long way towards um, my conception of a higher power, right? The way that we allow, um, we emphasize what the big book says about how, you know, it doesn't have to be anything major. It just has to be that belief, that willingness to be willing to believe, right? Um, it can be really small, you know, it can be if it's traditional, it can be traditional, right? Um, <clears throat> and I think that's really important. It was really important for me as a newcomer, right? It was really, and it's really important for me, you know, continuing, you know, to have that freedom and to have that ability to, um, to make a choice and to, um, you know, decide for ourselves how we connect, right? Um, through this, this program, through, you know, working uh, at 10, 11, and 12, I've made connections with my higher power that I had as a kid, right? That I had forgotten about, that I never thought I would be able to get back, right? And that's because of this program and also because of, you know, the idea that, um, you know, these, these spiritual experiences can be small, right? Um, they can be these, these everyday occurrences, right? Where, where I am, you know, allowing myself to show up as me when I'm allowing myself to show up for a fellow, um, when I'm showing up in service, all of these things are, are opportunities to have a spiritual experience for me um, and, and things that I never thought would be possible um, for me or for my recovery. Um, uh, yeah, so the last thing I want to say is about on the last page of the spiritual experience, page 568, um, you know, any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. And for me, like, there's hope there. There's so much hope there, right? Like, any addict, right? Any compulsive eater, anyone who is capable of honestly facing their problems can recover, right? Um, I came into this fellowship, you know, with a lot of, you know, misconceptions about my disease, uh, a lot of, um, you know, negative beliefs that I couldn't recover, that I couldn't ever find this, this peace with food and this neutrality. And when I say neutrality, it's not perfect, right? Like I do, I, I still think about food, you know, I just, can easily make the choice to turn to our tools, to turn to higher power, to turn to service or to another fellow um, or to, you know, my family who I can now show up for, which I could never do before. And that too, for me, is a, is a spiritual experience. Five minute um, warning, Melissa, thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Um, yeah, so anyone, anyone who is, wants this program, anyone who wants this, belief in a higher power. Anyone who wants a spiritual experience can have it, right? Provided that we don't close our minds 
to, to all spiritual concepts, right? To be open to seeing this higher power anywhere, right? One of the things that this program has given me back as well is this interest in, in other people's beliefs, in other people's cultures, in the ways that they connect with their higher power. You know, um, I really, I really love, you know, the definition of namaste, right? Like the God in me sees the God in you or the light in me sees the light in you. And that's something um, that I really carry with me uh, and that this book has given me and this fellowship has given me is that ability to connect on a, on a you know, on a spiritual level. Um, I want to thank you all for letting me share. Um, I I'm always incredibly nervous to share here because this is such a special place for me. It's, you know, it's the place my recovery blossomed. And I hope that um, I said something tonight that uh, that hit home with some folks. And thanks for the opportunity to share. Thank you, Melissa, so much. That was wonderful. Okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and or step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And Leslie, would you continue to keep your timer for three minutes for questions and answers uh, or shares? Okay. Uh, and announcement time is up. And if Melissa is asked a question, uh, let's allow her three minutes as well. Okay, let's start with Meredith. Hey everybody, I'm Meredith B, a compulsive overreader in Nashville. Um, thank you, Melissa. That was really beautiful. Um, I don't even know what I wanna say, except that um, I love how it just, it seemed like it just unfolded. And um, that's what happens, I think when what for me when I'm not trying to force something and I am open to you know whatever God wants me to learn um oh that I wanted to uh read this I I read this in um it's just a, a book I'm reading um it's a memoir but of someone in recovery. And she said, the forever we're so desperate to achieve is possible only through the quiet surrender of right now. Oh, just think that is so beautiful. Um, and that's the kind of peace I felt from your share. So thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, Areju, you are next. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Marizu, and I am Compulsive Overeater. Thank you so much. I'm new in this meeting, but not new in OA. And I want to first um, tell you my first impression in the meeting. Usually in, in OA meetings, this like the majority of people are like old ladies over like 75, 80. I was coming here. I was like, oh, my God, they are so young. Oh, my really i haven't seen any young meeting like this i will save it for myself 
I'm happy to have you here and I'm really feeling belonging to OA all around the world. I'm from Toronto and I was thinking like from morning I was wasting my time and all the time I was thinking I'm gonna go and do something I will like go to the meeting I will go to read my interview stuff and I was just wasting my time in in Instagram and then I said okay just just let's go right now it's it doesn't matter it's 8 13 here just let's go it's eight just let's go and I always need to hear them it's weird I'm in a program for a couple of years and all the time when I think to go or no logically it doesn't make sense to come to this meeting and it changed anything it really doesn't make sense like I'm gonna go I know what they're gonna say and but when I come, as soon as I log in, it's like something comes to my heart and I feel light inside of myself. I feel like there is something greater than myself. Uh, it every the hard, all the hard things can happen like better. I really need to 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 get remembered like how this program is working and how my heart power is working. I want to say like I have one interview on Friday. I have another interview on on like two three days three weeks ago for my uh, master application. I have another work position because I was applying for a job for a couple of months and now they are giving me the result. And all I think is like self discipline, planning, reading, studying. I I cannot do the meditation because my mind don't let me. I was wasting my time and thinking a lot, but I couldn't think about like doing the meditating. Like I was thinking to do, but I didn't do that. And coming to meeting remind me, okay, the self-discipline, like planning, managing, reading, all these things are good, but they are not enough. You need to just close your eyes, do the serenity praying and surrender to someone greater than yourself who could get your... Uh, extra weight so we can get can do anything you know I was two times off now like I was more than 300 pounds and it's when I remember that I can like sit down and don't worry for my job or anything else God will the, the God who could get, get this weight can do anything so I really needed to get reminded and thank you so much for being here and so welcoming thank you so much Thank you so much. We are so glad you're here. Okay, Angela, you're next. Hey, everyone. I am Angela, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater, bulimic. Oh, look at those beautiful faces. I just love this meeting. Um, thank you, everybody who's doing service. Uh, Melissa, just so wonderful hearing from you. Um, I hear such gratitude I hear such uh, depth of, um, you know, your recovery and your process. And it was just so beautifully put. Um, I heard about willingness and, uh, you know, if we show up and, uh, and, and we begin just with that willingness, of course, we need to put that into action, but that, you know, and that willingness is just so important, you know, to be teachable in the beginning, right. To just be open and be willing to hear a message um, because I know when I'm going too fast, I absolutely, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm going to miss it. You know, it's going to go right over my head. It's going to go around me. I'm going to go right past it. So um, I just heard such a beautiful presence from you. Um, and, you know, the other piece of this is the whole fellowship that turns into a community, right? A community that can be trusted, that you can be held, that um, 
that uh, sees you for exactly where you're at today. Um, and uh, and the other piece that I heard you talk about, which is so powerful, I believe, in groups, is that we see for each other the progress that we're making, right? Like that's so huge that, you know, I, I might not see the tiniest little things that I'm doing or the changes that I'm making or the um the patterns that I'm that I'm reforming for myself. And yet, um, when I'm talking to people and I'm reminded, of where I used to be, where I want to be going, um, you know, these connections that are being made are just so powerful. And, um, you know, and then of course the connection with HP, you know, it's, this is a spiritual program and, you know, mine was not a lightning bolt. It was a slow coming to, you know, I, I started, you know, waking up and realizing that, I had to identify these feelings, right? I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't know um, how I was going to get through it, but I saw others doing it. And I thought, you know, maybe me too, right? Maybe, maybe I can, I can do what they're doing. So anyway, um, I'm just so, so grateful for this group, all your beautiful faces and support and loving conversations and connections. Um, it really is a special place. If you're new here, please keep coming back. It's very special. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. All right, who's next? Okay, Amy B. Thanks. <clears throat> Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Don't worry, folks, we're safe. It's all good. Like it never happened. Um, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Amalia. Thank you, Leslie. You are such a sweet timer. Thank you. Melissa B. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your spiritual experience. Thank you for sharing your recovery. Thank you for sharing your honesty. You are so inspired. Your recovery is so inspirational to me. Your willingness to set aside fixed ideas, your willingness to have a personal experience with these steps, with recovery, the way I see you giving service, reaching out, offering kindness, asking for help, showing vulnerability. I heard in a meeting recently, vulnerability, honesty, and transparency are the currency of the realm. What are we trading in? And you, my dear, sweet friend, fellow, family, trade in such beautiful coin of honesty and vulnerability and transparency. And I am so, so grateful to walk this path with you. What a, what, what a spiritual experience we have together. Shared. Shared moments from separate spaces together alone. Thank you for allowing me a safe space and I will do everything I can to keep it safe for all of us. 
Love you. I pass. Thank you, Amy. Okay, Kelsey, you're next. Hi, I'm Kelsey, compulsive overeater. Um, I don't get to make it to this meeting that often, but I am so glad I made it tonight. <gasps> Melissa, I, I just have to echo the just the spirit and the the safety that I that I feel that you brought to this meeting. Thank you. Um, I love the reminder of like the willingness to be willing. And I'm on step three, and so I'm trying to be willing to be willing to um, believe in a power greater than myself. And um, I, I believe, I say I believe in God, um, but like the AA 12 and 12 so beautifully says, like, I don't believe that God can solve this problem for me. Um, will or wants to or could or would or whatever you want to choose um yeah and it's just looking at the world in like a view of of scarcity and just not enough for me to have that miracle <sighs> but that's not true right like that's my disease telling me that that is reality and it's not um I'm I'm grateful for your experience and your strength and your hope that gives me hope that I I can maybe have this too. Um, so I just wanted to claim my seat and um, say hello and thank you for the safe space. Thank you, Kelsey. Okay, Karen. Hi, this is Karen Kay. Um, from Virginia, I recovered compulsive reader. And um, gosh, this meeting is so wonderful. Thank you for everybody who's doing service and Melissa B for your awesome share on spirituality. Um, you know, my experience with, with spirituality is that um, I, I came into rooms when I was 21 and I heard spirituality and God and I turned around and ran away. And um, I occasionally stopped back in you know, in and out of the rooms for many, many years. And then I heard God, higher power, spirituality, and ran away. And, um, you know, I love this piece in the spiritual experience where it says, you know, that in the first printing of the book, um, the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, including me, this conclusion is erroneous because I didn't want, a, I, I don't want to feel a hand on my shoulder. I don't want to, um, today for, for me today, I don't want to hear words that I can't, don't know where they're coming. I don't want it to be a spontaneous, um, thing. I, that I was very fearful about that. And, um, and for me, my higher power came through, like when I finally surrendered and, and knew that I was out of options and the spirituality stuff must be working because people are getting well and using the word recovered. Um, and so what do I have to lose? 
I have nothing to lose. Um, I'm going to stop worshiping the food, worship something else besides myself and see what happens. I mean, why not? I've paid thousands of dollars for a lot of other solutions that did not work. Um, and, you know, I had to set aside everything I thought because I judged all of you for believing in God. And I thought that you all had cross-stitched, you know, Bible verses or whatever on your walls. And I thought you talked about God with one another. And I'm, I didn't want that. I, I, I still don't want Bible verses on my walls. But I have come to have this most amazing relationship with the with the spirit greater than me um this higher power whom I do choose to call God and um and I love like I love my prayer meditation time in the morning like when my sponsor told me about that I was like mm, this might be a deal breaker um and for many many years it was but I knew I was I was dying of this disease and I had no other choice so um Anyway, I just really appreciate being here tonight in the subject of spirituality and never, ever would I ever think that I would even be saying these words and talking about spirituality because I was so judgy. But for today, I'm not, and I'm really grateful, and I pass. Thank you, Karen. Leslie, you're next. Oh, oh, okay. Um, multitasking is really, really hard on me. <laughs> I got kicked out of the meeting for a second. I thought I was going to lose my mind getting everything back organized again. But I was so grateful when someone let me back in. And, you know, I just want to say that um, if you have disingenuous body language in this group, <laughs> you're going to be spotted as a bomber immediately. When somebody's like, they sit down and they start nodding their head like they're, they're listening. It was, it was a dead giveaway to me. I was so grateful. And I couldn't unmute and I couldn't. Uh, anyway, I'm just so grateful that everybody is so uh, cautious. And, you know, the truth is, is that if someone bombs us, it's like we are safe. And I just want to say that because we are safe. And uh, it, it, it's just it's humorous to me at this point. It, I'm grateful that they don't, you know, take over the meeting, but I am just so uh, confident that the women in this room uh, would band together around anyone who felt at all triggered in any way. And you can count me in on that. My number's right there. So um, just with a little bit of time I have left <laughs> after that rant, Melissa, thank you so much. I loved our meeting that we did together for um, as long as I could come to that meeting. It was really beautiful and you were of love and service there and, and you were in love and service tonight. So thank you for that. I recently said to a friend, um, and she might listen to these recordings later, so I'm gonna say hi now, but um, wide awake for others, sound asleep for self. And that just, really resonated for me when I'm in the food, um, when I'm not connected to uh, something beyond my understanding. And you guys know uh, that I'm not a religious person, but I have surrendered to something beyond my understanding. And so when I am uh, resonating with 
that vibration that I feel when I'm connected spiritually, grounded, connected, um, then I, I feel I'm in process with my truth. And when I'm in process with my truth, I am uh, uh, here 100% for all of you. When I am in the food, I feel like I'm present, but looking back now, um, and it's 19 months now, I've been saying 17 months for like you know two months because I lost track, but I, I did the math and, and it's uh, it, like, it, it's coming up. So um, anyway, I love you guys. I love this meeting. My time is up, but I'm just so grateful to all of you. And, and the comments about how young we are just fucking rocked. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and for, and for saying over 75, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm out. Thank you, Leslie. Oh, Amalia, will you stop the recording?